Hola, somos Tania Moreno y Daniela Álvarez de TCU. Y estás escuchando College Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! This is Tania Moreno and Daniela Álvarez from TCU. And you are on College Beach Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! Hi everyone, I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball and you are listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Alana Rennie of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And I'm Alex Parker of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And you're listening to College Beach Volleyball Weekly. Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, a good day. We've got another episode of College Volleyball Weekly, and I'm Rob Espero, but with me today, we have Charlie X from Stanford and our guest contributor for the day, calling it the Pac-12 Takeover, Alana Rennie of Arizona. Thanks for coming on board today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, we, Mads is in the middle of some senior project of some kind, or not a senior, because she's working on her master's, so uh, we know she's being very studious and doing well, and uh, the Florida State team is definitely always one to watch. But we are going to talk about the other duels that happened in week six, because as always, there is a lot of drama happening in a good way, competition-wise. And I wanted to bounce it to our athletes here, and it is Student Athlete Appreciation Day. Now I think about it. Ooh. <laughs> Did you guys get tagged by your schools as the model student athletes? <laughs> They posted, no tag, but they posted. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, you guys are great ambassadors to your programs and the sport. And that's why I have you on. I got to meet you in passing and Charlie and Alana just watching you guys play and you guys know the game. So, but I want to see what you guys know about this last week, because again, a lot of action happening across the nation. And particularly I want, I asked both of you to pick one to two duels or tournaments or results that really caught your eye. And I'm going to start with Charlie, the senior member on screen here, and then bounce over to Alana. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I think that this one, I might be just going with the flow with the with what everybody's kind of expecting me. But looking at the East versus West in Manhattan Beach tournament um, this weekend, that saw a lot of powerhouse teams, a lot of top 10 ranked teams. Um, the duels that I want to pick out are TCU. Um, coming out with wins, uh, two wins against UCLA. They were the two, they were the last two undefeated teams nationally being TCU and UCLA. Um, so TCU coming out top, coming out on top. But then the next tool that I want to highlight is USC actually taking down TCU. So now we no longer have an undefeated team nationally. And so I think that the mix up in the top three with this week um, has been a big one. And I'm it was really cool to kind of get to see all three of them just battle head to head for that kind of top ranking. Yep. Let's jump over to Alana. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. Those were my focus stools for this week. I think I remember being on our travel trip and kind of just looking at back at the scores like every once in a while to see like what was happening and what was going on. And I think it really proves this year that like everyone's beatable and everyone wants to play everyone. And it's, it makes for really fun competitions every week. Oh, without a doubt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put one in there as well, but um, I don't get to see a lot of the WCC teams play, but LMU as a team was, you know, an eye-opening team to watch in a very good way because they um, gave the number one team of Danny Alvarez and Tanya Moreno a run for their money and actually beat them. But it was more shocking is seeing the blocking of Megan Rice. She got so many touches on everything. I'm going, this girl has got a serious, like either she has some kind of super ability to, to, to read ahead of time, what's going on, a premonition, whatever, 
but she seemed to be at the right spot, taking the right areas and getting balls to her partner. And they were able to deliver on options or just knock over on two. So um, the ones at LMU are going to be a very good team to watch, as well as the twos. Not as familiar with them, uh, Maureen Kinna, and I'm, her name of her partner is, is uh, slipping my mind, but uh, they're also very entertaining to watch. LMU, who's hanging at the five position, has been five, six pretty much in all the polls. Better watch out on that team. <laughs> uh, Charlie, anyone else, uh, anything else caught your eye? Yeah, so I think that with that LMU, LSU, like they've both kind of been battling back and forth um, for that five, six position. And I think that it's kind of constantly been up for grabs. Um, I know that LSU took down LMU this past weekend in a nice three, two matchup again, but I think that they're kind of two teams to really, really look out for. They're both very powerful. And again, like you were saying, any, like you were saying, Alana earlier, anybody can really be anybody on any given day right now. Um, and so I think that to highlight that we can go over to the East coast. I'll be our little brief East coast representative and look <laughs> at, um, a big upset this weekend with Pepperdine upsetting Florida state, um, three, two. And so I think that that really, really is indicative just how good the level of competition nationally is, but also the fact that Atlanta was just saying if anybody really on any given day can beat anybody. Yep. Yeah. Kind of to piggyback off of that. I think when you mentioned LSU, I talked about it previously. I think it might've been today. I talked about it is that they really are mixing up their pairs. Everyone kind of has a new look almost every single week based on, I don't know, partnerships, just trying to change something up or maybe injuries and certain other things maybe like coming into play, but there are different looks almost every single week. And so a different pair could equal a different outcome, which I think is also really like fun to watch. Yeah. You know, I got the other partner. It was a former Florida State Seminole who plays with Maureen Kina by the name of Avery Popinga. So uh, ones and twos for LME were good. But, you know, on along with what you were saying, uh, LSU, you mentioned, you know, watching how Coach Russell, Bro Russell Brock was shuffling his deck. You know, somebody like, oh, you know, they're, you know, <laughs> complaining. Oh, you can't do that. But if anything, it was showing the versatility of where the players could play. And if you looked at their defenders that are playing behind the blockers, they were all legit. They had good reading. They're fast and quick. They were very, uh, was it heady? They're very um, wise in their selection, what to do. They're very cerebral players. They're getting that ball. They knew they had like a six, four, six, five big at the net. So they just pop it up super high. And uh, is, is it Holly Charlton Carlton? That's a, the lefty. So, I mean, it's basically a set for her and she just thump at 10 foot. So you know, an excellent looking team. And I'd hate to come across them in any kind of turn postseason tournament because there's no doubt that Russell Brock's going to have them dialed in. So um, let's see. Uh, anything else to add there, Charlie, to our eye-catching performers in uh, week six? I'm trying to scan and look, and I think that we've kind of covered all of my standout performers for the week. Same. Well, uh, then I'm going to jump one in there. Stanford's Charlie Ekstrom with her 50th win <laughs> career win so apparently it's not a big deal to Charlie because she's gonna get another 50 more I'm sure uh, <laughs> what she's aiming for but congratulations Charlie on the uh, milestone thank you so much no I'm so honored I know that we've been up and down we've we're such a building program to start and so it's really fun to be a part of such an 
awesome program fight with some really, really incredible women. Um, and so I don't know, 50 was really, really a cool moment, a nice little, a nice little moment on the sand on Saturday for us. I'm excited to keep on fighting. Well, as I was perusing the results from the last week, you know, cannot not look at this Arizona Wildcat team. They went five and zero last week. They're they're hanging right around the 18s, 19s, 20s in the polls, depending on what you look at. But Alano, tell us about your team. Yeah, um, I mean, we're fighters. We're really we really want it this year. Um, we have had a little bit of ups and downs, but I think at this part in the season, we're definitely on the rise. Um, everyone really wants every single game and we are beating the teams we need to be and we're competing with the teams we need to compete, but we do need to have a little bit uh, better results and hopefully we'll uh, bring that this weekend. Are there any particular pairs that are performing at a level that no that, that was goes beyond the expectations that uh, the team had for them? Well, I think this weekend was kind of like a late more laid back weekend for us. It wasn't really like on anyone's radar with the teams that we were playing. We were at uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. And I think our fives pair actually with uh, junior Hope Shannon and freshman Annie Coast or Annie Cost was really, they really like had a great weekend. Annie um, is just a freshman. And so she's still just getting her feet wet. And, but she is a great jumper and had probably the record for blocks in a game as a freshman this past weekend. She was just insane and you just couldn't get it past her. So I think our fives team is was also one early in the season to really like be shuffled around with who was going to fill that position. So, you know, they've had a little ups and downs trying to find that chemistry, but I think they're finally getting around to it. That's a great breakdown without giving up any secrets to your future competitor this weekend. So good stuff, Alana. <laughs> You've done that artfully. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go through the rest of the top 20. Um, another team that I think was a question mark for a lot of pollsters and even us in our discussions in recent weeks, Pepperdine. We wanted to see if they're the real deal. They come out, beat Florida State, as Charlie had mentioned. They lose to Georgia State. Um, are we, what do we think of where the Pepperdine team is at as a team this time of season now that we're two-thirds away done or a third away to Gulf Shores, however you want to look at it. Um, we'll start with you, Alana. Um, I think right now I can kind of just group everyone into this is that now like towards the end of the season, it's like more on people's minds. Like I feel like sometimes the rankings don't necessarily matter. It's the games that you're playing and, and how you're coming out with them. So I think towards the end of the season, people need to really like hone in on their skills and really fight for those uh, wins. And I think with expanding the field to 16 teams now, it'll really shuffle things up. And I think uh, we might have a little bit of a May madness instead of March madness this year with volleyball. So May mayhem. How about that? That's good. That's really good. <laughs> let's, let's patent that right now. And us three will get the cut, okay? <laughs> we'll make the shirts. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Charlie thoughts on the Pepperdine. Yeah, so I think Alana really hit the nail on the head there. I think that they really showed that they are a very much force to be reckoned with in taking that upset on FSU, but and getting wins that they might not have been seen as ones that they could have. So that's really awesome for them. And they're kind of keeping their eyes or keeping people's eyes on them. But I do think that for them to kind of get that last jump, make that last push, that they should be winning maybe that Georgia state or that FAU game so that that way they can kind of jump ahead those two teams, because in theory, they should be bumping up with an upset that huge, but they're not necessarily winning against the teams that are closer um, to flip flop them within the ranking. So I'm really excited 
for what the future is for Pepperdine and where they're coming. But I do want to see them kind of take those wins that they might have a little bit easier of a time with than a powerhouse team like FSU. Yeah. Yep. Next team we're going to take a peek at is a team we talked about before coming on the show, but Long Beach State. I uh, wanted to get your assessment of the beach, and we'll start with you, Alana. Um, I mean, as we talked before this, they had an incredible sweep against Cal Poly, which has always been a um, pretty good team. And Long Beach has kind of almost come out of nowhere this year. I think they kind of like slid under the radar, and I think they're really trying to like prove themselves. Did you win at Stanford? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let you address that, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, they've really been proving themselves this year and are showing that they are a strong contender. Yep. Well, they had a three, two win in Stanford, neutral one versus Santa Clara, neutral versus uh, Davis four, one and St. Mary's a five Oh sweep. And that San Jose won three, two, and their only loss was to Cal. I mean, that's a great week for Long Beach state and, Charlie, you know from previous shows that they're on the bubble of really pushing the top. So Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think in ABCA polling-wise, I think College Beach Volleyball probably polled Long Beach State properly, as opposed, I think that ABCA has been under-polling Long Beach State. Um, Alana just mentioned that two weeks ago, they had a 5-0 sweep of Cal Poly. Um, and I think they might've gone down in the rankings after that, which I thought was just quite frankly, silly, um, because this team is a very strong team. They're very deep and they are not to be messed with. As we can see, like they upset us this past weekend, three, two, and they were tight battles on a lot of courts and a couple other courts. Like, I don't know. I'm, I was very impressed by Long Beach State. I was very impressed by them the first time when we won three, two, I was very impressed by them the second time when they won three, two. And so I think Mm -hmm. that Long Beach State, um, they're like the surprise underdog team of the year. I want to say like, they're doing some really, really incredible things. Um, and I think that they've been under ranked for too long. Well, that's actually spot on. Cause I just was, as I, you were talking, looking at the different polls, they traded upward in the college beach volleyball.com poll, uh, right around 11, 12 in that range. Whereas in the ABCA poll, they've hung around 15. So good call on that. Um, let's see the, uh, next team we're going to take a peek at, Hawaii, um, neutral uh, versus FIU. They beat them 3-2. They swept uh, Utah, but they lost 5-0 to UCLA, USC. Tight one with LSU 3-2. Another tight one against TCU. They actually were two points away from upsetting TCU on Thursday. So a uh, real deal Hawaii team, or are they, they just are surging at the moment, and that's going to taper off? Thoughts, Elena? I think just by looking at the numbers, they seem like a pretty up and down team. But I think like when their highs are high, they're really high. So I think um, if they can try and like ride that momentum, it'll be a lot better for them. I think they're also a really deep team. I think they have a lot of talent, a lot of height, a lot of passion for the sport. And I mean, you're playing for Hawaii. Like that's a great opportunity. I'm sure those girls really enjoy every moment of their um, college career right now. So I think uh, moving forward, they still need to beat those teams that they should be beating and competing with the ones that are possibly ranked around the same as them and maybe come up with some more upsets and they can do some great things. 
Yeah, I think you're right, Alana, because looking at their ones through fives, they truly had bigs, you know, mm-hmm. even in their fives, Elahia Huddleston, um, you know, and then you got Kaylee uh, Glago at the ones. He's, and the thing is, they have a big plane of defender in Megan Widener, but her partner, uh, her name is slipping my mind, but I mean, they have true bigs across the entire uh, pairings. So, but Charlie, please jump in. Yeah, I, I mean, growing up with actually a lot of the girls on the Hawaii team, you mentioned Idahia. She was like my partner in my junior year of high school or senior year of high school when she was a junior. Um, and Kylan Loker go back a long time. Best name ever, I think. Kylan Loker <laughs> just sounds tough. It sounds tough, right? <laughs> no, I mean, and she's like the sweetest human being, like a gold retrieve, golden retriever puppy. So it like doesn't. Or like a labradoodle. <laughs> yeah doesn't quite check out with the name like of intensity but like she's a fierce competitor no I'm and Kylan's always been a big but has been switched to defender this year and is doing incredible things so you really hit the nail on the head with them having some true bigs in their program Hawaii is a very talented team like they're not they're not one that's just happening to be surging um but and I I actually feel them on the almost upset of TCU because we hit the almost upset of UCLA with like three courts going extra points in three um the week before and so I mean I feel the pain of coming super close to beating one of those top three teams and just edging a bit underneath them um but I do think that like Hawaii has earned their spot I think that they had a little slip up a couple weeks ago getting beat by UC Davis 3-2 but other than that, they've really been putting up the wins that they've been needing to on the board and are very much fierce competitors. Yep. Hi, everyone. This is Madison Fitzpatrick at Florida State, and you're listening or watching College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. Hi, I'm Erica Brock from FAU. Hi, Mackenzie Morris from FAU. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. All right, next team. Uh, let's go over Stanford. We kind of talked about your, your week already, Charlie, and we just want to celebrate you had 50 wins. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good weekend. It was a bittersweet weekend. We would have loved to have gone 4-0, but we're coming back even more ferocious and ready for more competition this coming weekend. Yep. Well, I'm going to put it like in dartboard fashion. I'm going to name the five teams. It's obviously our top, or actually top six teams. We've kind of talked about them, but because they all played each other this this week, I think which do popcorn style, just kind of go over what pops into our heads about LSU, LMU. Well, Florida State was in their turn. We already talked to them. TCU, USC, and UCLA because the East meets what actually is called the UCLA Invitational presented by Monster Hydro, which I said like a million times this weekend. So, um, but what did we learn about what Gulf Shores could look like with the expected teams, you know, the one that will be the top seeds from the East and the West? Because we know it's going to be a dogfight for those at-larges and the rest, but, you know, could there be um, a toppling a, of someone defending the crown or is it going to be in their hands already or can another team come in and shock everyone? Um, if you're only looking at the five that were at the um, UCLA Invitational presented by Monster Hydro. <laughs> Thoughts, Elena? <laughs> Um, I hate to say it, but I love how no one is undefeated anymore. I think that just brings a lot of, you know, like those revenge games and those like, we're going to get it this time. And it just brings a lot more um, competition out of people. And I think that's really exciting. I think for um, this 
championships. It's just going to be super entertaining. And I think it could honestly grow the sport because of how entertaining and how competitive and how just fun beach volleyball is. And like, you can really show, like see the, the passion that these girls have when playing the sport. And so I just love how we have these big competitions before the actual big competitions to kind of get a preview of like, what's going to go on. And I mean, you know, UCLA is going to be coming back for TCU and TCU is going to be coming back for USC. Like it's just going to be a dog fight. Yep. Charlie thoughts. Yeah. You, I mean, for this being your first time being a co-host, Elena, I have to say you sound like a vet based on that analysis right there. (laughs) (laughs) I think that this weekend really, really spoke to the fact that there are no, like, there's no more like power four. I think that it's more like a power 10 of schools. And I think it's really cool to see the depth of beach volleyball. Like I, I say this like every week at this point, I feel like, but it really, really speaks to the depth that this nation like of beach volleyball in college is producing because, oh my goodness, like I would have never expected to see numbers one, two, three, going one, two, three with one another, like, and mixing up and going back and forth and five and six coming back and competing with them. Like, I feel like in the past, it was like one and two, were dominant over everybody and like they kind of battled back and forth but I do not think that is the case anymore I agree with you that I'm really happy that nobody is undefeated anymore (laughs) there might be a couple undefeated pairs left but nobody's really undefeated anymore um and I think that it's awesome like that is where the grudge is that's where the anger that's where the fight comes (laughs) in and that's where the fun comes in for beach volleyball I mean we all love, I love the sport because of the fact that I have so many friends in it and no, no opponents, like they're my best friends basically. But I also love the fact that when we step on the court, like we are going out for blood and this season is very evident that that is what is happening. Yep. Yep. Actually to both your points, Alana, you brought up a great example, you know, I was working the UCLA TCU ones between uh, Lexi and Abby versus Danny and Tanya. And, you know, it was a very cordial match, <clears throat> but, you know, so Danny got a good block on Lexi and you could tell it just up Lexi's competition level or yeah. <laughs> motivation. Next ball she hit, she thumped it, bounced it over the backstop because she was so, <laughs> she's like, and then she looked across the net. I'm like, oh boy, it, it's yeah. on now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Charlie, to your point, you know, how many uh, D- division one beach volleyball teams are there what, over what, 60 or something at this point? I think it's somewhere like 150. <clears throat> okay, so 150. You got to figure there's five different pairs on each of those teams. Look at this stat. Of all those teams that have been playing nationally, there are only two undefeated teams in the pairings. Those teams are Megan Kraft and uh, Sammy Slater and um, Delaney Maple and Julia Scholes. Everyone has a loss on the season. Sounds like I've got an 8 a.m. game against them on Saturday. <laughs> what we can do. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, that I mean, it sounds about right. I, it very much sounds about right that there are only two left nationally. Like this is this is some deep beach volleyball. There is really, really, I mean, everybody is talented, everybody is good. The depth just speaks to it all. Yep. Oh, without a doubt. Well, let's um, go into our next topic, which is who are some of your top performers during week six? Could be a person, could be a pair, could be an entire team, but, um, you know, seeing some of the results and if you want to be Pac-12 biased, I'm good. 
you guys are the co-hosts right now. So by all means, uh, jump in. If you've got one, just go drop it out there. I might be a little, I might be a little bit Pac-12 biased. I'm not going to lie just because of the fact that we had some Pac-12 teams doing some pretty incredible things, but I might not completely also like, I think as a whole, the program of TCU like never ceases to amaze me and never ceases to be incredible. But then looking at pairs, I mean, I think it's completely correct why Delaney and Julia are the, are the Pac-12 pair of the week. I mean, I've watched them play. They, I've never seen two people like smile as much while playing while they're playing together. It's pretty adorable. And then also simultaneously like kick people's butts and like do incredible things and be for like fierce competitors. Um, so I think that that's a well-earned Pac-12 pair of the week. Morgan and Jordan of FSU being the CCSA pair of the week is also really cool, I think, because they're a pretty new pair. Like, I haven't seen a bunch of them together. And so being a new pair, coming together and being able to put up a lot of wins and be the CCS, CCSA pair of the week is mm -hmm. very, very cool. So big shout out to those USC and FSU pairs. Yep. How about you, Alana? Um, I... I think I mentioned her in my first interview with Alex, but um, Kelly Agnew Green on oh, LSU yes. Volleyball. Yep. I've, uh, her partner's <laughs> slipping my, partner's name is slipping my mind, but she has I'm been- Kylie DeBerg, I believe. Kylie DeBerg, she's played with Grace Seitz also, I believe. Yep. Or, yeah, yep. so they I mean- Shuffle the deck, so. Role, but Kelly <laughs> has been consistent in winning um, wherever she is in the lineup, whoever she's been playing with. Um, I played club with her, so I just recognize her name a lot easier. And so um, when they post their updates saying maybe they lost 4-1, but she's the one who won. And when they are like tight in games, she's the one coming out on top. So I think she's really just an intimidating person to play against and is really consistent and is showing that um, at one of the top programs. Is she a Phoenix girl? Yeah. What is it with the Phoenix Warrior that <laughs> sponsored you, her... I mean, there's, there's a bunch of other ones there that are uh, really killing Molly Turner, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Um, Kelly Green Agnew, uh, you know, watched her play because the courts that I was working on, I just ended up being on LSU's court and I'm like, wow, she, this is a phenomenal defender. Mm -hmm. um, whoever she is behind, she's getting the pickup and putting the ball away. And although she could hammer the ball, she was so crafty too. So uh, excellent call. Um, <clears throat> did we go so you picked yours i'm gonna pick mine um brooke van sickle and uh, kaylee glago um you know i hadn't seen a lot of hawaii but being there on my number one court where i work at at mapes beach i got to see them play and brooke was bouncing balls over the uh, broadcast tent where i was working so it was hard not to notice her because you'd hear this thump and this bounce go over so and she is so fiery i wouldn't hate to be on her bad side um <laughs> sweet girl off the court but man she is mean on the court um, yeah <laughs> wonderful human to play with not to play against because you never want to be on the other side of that hit I got the pleasure of playing with Brooke as my partner at the USA national team training block last year um she is so fun to play with and I swear like I've never seen she's not the tallest she's got super long arms and the most insane vertical of anybody that I've ever seen um that girl puts balls away and hits harder than anybody I think I've ever seen like she yeah the way that you described it bouncing it over I was like yeah that sounds like Brooke like you hear a big bounce sounds like Brooke <laughs> well big I bounce Brooke we got I a nickname now 
I got the pleasure of playing against her this year. Um, and yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that of not really wanting to be on the other side of the net from her hit. She can really smack the ball. And I think that um, coming from Oregon as one of their outside hitters is really where that came from. But yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't think we named the national pair of the week. Uh, I've been scouring the uh, all the releases, but national pair of the week, USC's Haley Harwin, and Tina Gradino, well-deserved. I mean, undefeated against top five teams the entire weekend. So, um, and the thing is they were a little slow on Saturday morning, believe it or not. They just didn't seem like they were there, but they were able to gut it out and win in three. So, um congratulations to Haley another phoenix girl i believe yes <laughs> <laughs> and at tina gradina that's a little farther away that's latvia <laughs> so um let's jump on to what's on our watch list for week 7 because it is crazy that we are going to be it's two weeks out from conference tournaments and three weeks out from gulf shores and it's i can't believe how fast this has gone so, and, you know, seeing teams across the nation play, uh, you know, it is deep. There's great talent at every spot um, in all the way from Arizona to Stanford over to Florida state up to Stetson to, but we're seeing like these great, great duels going on in the one in the ones and twos, but we're seeing three, fours and fives end up being the ones that decided is what we've decided here. So, um, but what teams are going at it this weekend that you're going to be watching if you got to be free and not playing in your own duels. We'll start with you, Alana. <laughs> um, I'm really interested to see how Cal does this week. Um, I think they've kind of had a rough schedule recently. They've kind of, they've been beaten by teams they shouldn't have, but didn't necessarily uh, drop in the rankings. So they're still ranked fairly high and they do have a, a fairly difficult schedule this weekend playing UCLA USC, Utah, and Stanford. So I'll be um, interested to see how that goes. And um, us at Arizona kind of consider Cal our Pac-12 rivals, even though technically it should be ASU. But at the Pac-12 championships, we You're have- You're jumping all. on Charlie's bandwagon then, huh? A Anti little Cal. bit, a little bit, sorry. You're <laughs> taking our mojo away from here, come on. <laughs> we'll team up against them, how about that? <laughs> I'll take you on that offer. We can go both of us versus Cal and we'll take right. <laughs> Um, In the past Pac-12 championships, they have beat us out every single time for them to uh, place third and us to place fifth. So they've always been- um, one for us to take. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of bounce back from the past uh, know, deficits this past uh, couple weeks and see how they play this weekend. Yep. By you, Charlie, what you watching? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'd be crazy to not say that I'm watching the Pac-12 North tournament because of the fact that I've got the pleasure of not having to leave my home and getting to sleep in my own bed while watching and playing in this tournament. And you're going to get fraternity um, guys to go over to their hotels and all that to like bang on their doors. Like, later yeah, night. you know, just hire a couple guys. Make <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but I think, I mean, it's going to be a crazy weekend of competition up here at Stanford. I'm so excited to have everybody out here to really just compete again. I mean, I'm always excited to compete, but really excited to get the competition flowing up here at Stanford for the Pac-12 North tournament. We've got a good weekend of competition. Really everybody does because you don't really have a bad weekend of competition in the Pac-12. Um, but Rob, you were saying that there's a big matchup with some East Coast schools. Um, and I'm actually really excited to see those matchups. I believe you were mentioning FIU, LSU, FSU, 
FAU maybe as well, all at the same tournament. And so I think that that's kind Unconquered of Invitational, FIU, LSU, FSU, TCU, and Stetson are yeah. what I've gathered so far. Yes. So that's a big one. So that's like, you take the Pac-12 North and you've got, you've got all the West Coast schools like battling out here at Stanford. And then you take the Unconquered Invitational that goes out and has all the East Coast powerhouses kind of battling out. So I think that it's a big weekend of some big battles on the two coasts. So I'm kind of taking a bi-coastal route of my two picks to yeah. watch. Well, that's interesting because that tournament uh, with the break, I don't want to say the breakup of the CCSA because now there's Conference USA. So you've got LSU, FSU, and TCU in the CCSA, then FIU and Stetson in that Conference USA. So I believe they're going to be auto-birthed that their conference winners um, to the NCAA tournament. But I mean, I mean I'm, I'm looking for just documentation. This has all been word of mouth, but that will be interesting because essentially this is the East Coast version of Gulf Shores with just the East Coast teams. And, you know, there's going to be some really good battles. Just even FIU, Paige Kalkoff, Robbie Ribeiro, those are all the, like, some of the people that really stuck out in the FIU team. Uh, uh, one of the, the Polish girls on that team was so good as well. Um, and she is super competitive. But, I mean, you cannot sleep on this FIU team. They're scrappy. They're crafty. Um, you know, I was watching some stuff they're doing over on one. And I was like, oh, that's just filthy. I mean, in a good way, you know, it's like, because <laughs> there was a time when we played beach volleyball, like, oh, that's uncool, bro. <laughs> and now you're like, dang, that was good. I can't believe yeah. you caught me on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Lana, it's a Lana type. Uh, I got some highlights from the fall tournament that Lana doing an over on one. I was like, nice. <laughs> I remember those are not intentional. I really, <laughs> I swear that they, they don't happen on purpose. I <laughs> vaguely remember some of those last year coming up on us. <laughs> if I tried to do it again, I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are definitely some good ones. Um, what I'm going to be watching is be, involves both of you, Arizona versus Stanford in the uh, Pac-12 North. I just just happened to work out that I asked Alana to come on and you guys are playing each other this week. So it's always interesting to see people playing against each other off screen because we know that the volleyball world is as big as it is. It's actually really small because there's really tight relationships across the board. And I've discovered that even with, you know, all our friends on the, the East coast, you know, we have the uh, rivalries, but man, and all in all, they just want to see good ball being played. And it's cool seeing the relationships between everyone across the conferences, even through the rivalries. I know, Cal and Stanford, just it's the natural. You can't get along. Oil and water, USC, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State. I get it. <laughs> it's fun. It's natural oil and water. But then at the end of the day, it's like you're still hugging after. So it, I don't know. It's like that beauty of beach volleyball where it's like, ah, I hate to play against you, but I love to be with you. And like, I don't know. I mean, I've not really been a part of a sport or seen many people in a sport where before and after games you're like going up and hugging and asking how each other's lives are doing and then you go on like battle to the death and then come off and are like it's so good to see you man like hope that you're doing well see you later oh it's not like so glad i just thumped you yeah out of here well, here's the piece of the bus <laughs> a little bit of that too but you know <laughs> yeah well um any parting thoughts as we go into this week and conclude our episode and Alana, being that you are the uh, the premier guest, the preview guest here, uh, any thoughts on uh, what we could see towards the end of the season? That being that it's we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah, I think kind of just what we've talked about. I guess this would be like the whole encompassing 
theme of our talk today is just kind of like everyone is mixing it up in the rankings. Everyone's mixing up who's winning in games and everyone's mixing up their pairings. There's a lot of mix-ups this year and I think it's really fun and keeps it um, entertaining and kind of keeps everyone on their toes. Like, oh, what's going to happen? Like anyone can win. Like what's going to happen next? I think it just keeps it really uh, light and entertaining. It's yeah. exciting to watch. How about you, Charlie? Yeah, again, I mean, Alana, you couldn't have said it better. Again, um, you keep saying these incredible things, <laughs> taking words out of my mouth or something. But no, I mean, I'm really excited leading up. We've got a lot, a couple more weeks left, which feels like a lot of competition, but it's really not a lot of competition that we have left until the big final pushes until Gulf Shores. And so I think that in these coming weeks, I'm really excited to see these kind of fence borderline teams um, execute and make their way up into the kind of guaranteed spots of going and kind of see the battles that take. I know that we're really ready to battle. See you this weekend, Atlanta. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it's really, it's going to be a great last couple of weeks of season. It's crazy that we're already entering week seven. I don't know what to think about that, but I'm not going to think about it until it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy because uh, Arizona is hosting the Pac-12 championships. So you're going to be back out there again. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. So, <laughs> U of A, Stanford, U of A. And with a hometown crowd that. pulling for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, um, I'm Robin Spiro for the College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. That's Alana Rennie of Arizona, Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford. Mads, we miss you, but we know you got to get a job when you eventually graduate from college. Hopefully that's soon. Uh, in a good way and um, appreciate you coming on Alana and, and Charlie and I uh, look forward to seeing how you guys do this weekend hopefully it's a uh, favorable results for both of you at the end of the weekend a lighthearted bloodbath maybe <laughs> <laughs>